Hey everyone, how are you today? In Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones, we were introduced to the mysterious character of Sifo Dyas. While we didn't see him, we learned that he was a Jedi who had ordered the creation of the clone army on behalf of the Jedi and the planet Kamino. He did this in secret without the knowledge of the Jedi Council. Nothing was known about that Jedi at the time, nor did we find out anything about him in Episode 3, as George Lucas had promised we would. I guess the story of Anakin took precedence for some reason. It wasn't until the animated series, The Clone Wars, that we actually learned a little bit about sifo backstory, and even a little less about how he was involved in the creation of the Clone Army. The new canon is flushing this out even more, but did you know that in Legends we get a detailed backstory of how he gets the idea to commission the Clone Army? And, perhaps more importantly, how he paid for it. Because we all know the Jedi aren't rolling in the credits and the Kaminoans require large pocketbooks, we also learn in Legends where sifo got the idea from. On a side note, I have heard that George Lucas originally had a wild idea for sifo and that it was actually a code name for someone else, and there was a bunch of things that kind of never really came to fruition. For instance, it may have been better if it were Qui-Gon who actually created the army. He's already dead by this point, so you can't question him, and he's a Jedi we're already familiar with. So it would beg the question of why he did it. Instead of trying to come up with alternate ideas as to what George did, let's go over today what legend says about where sifo got the idea and how he paid for it. We learn about this in the Legends novel Darth Plagueis. Up until this point, sifo had a few run-ins with the Moon, Higo Damask, who is secretly the Sith Lord Darth Plagueis. Magister Damask is a very wealthy galactic player who holds a lot of sway over development, financial, and political dealings throughout the galaxy through his company, Damask Holdings. Because of his eminent position in so many dealings, he has multiple run-ins with the Jedi throughout his career. In fact, Plagueis goes out of his way to meet with the Jedi so that he can satisfy his curiosity and learn more about them, especially to see if they would ever notice the Force within him which they never do. In one of the meetings with Master sifo Dooku, and Qui-Gon Jinn, Plagueis and them talk about the state of the galaxy and the threats assailing the Republic. They even talk about if an army would ever be needed to help the overwhelmed Jedi in case of a galactic conflict. Darth Plagueis was intrigued, of course, by Dooku, his diplomatic efforts, and his streak of the dark side, but he was also intrigued by sifo While talking about a way to clone an army, Plagueis is about to bring up Kamino as a planet that could clone the army, but then he felt the dark side of the force stop him when Jocasta Nu approached. Of course we know later that's why Jocasta didn't know about the planet Kamino because she never heard the name, and that it had been erased from the Jedi archives by Count Dooku. Many years after this meeting between Magister Damask and the Jedi, Darth Plagueis again meets with sifo and here is where we pick up the story. Plagueis and Sifo are talking about additional threats against the Republic, particularly the Trade Federation and the militarization they're going through with all their weapons. Plagueis says, I predict that a civil war is brewing. I give the Republic 15 years at the most. Soon, we'll see the disgruntled star systems begin to secede. They will lack only a strong, charismatic leader to unite them. I will be blunt with you, Master sifo The Republic will be vulnerable. The Jedi will be too few to turn the tide. A military needs to be created now, while there's still a chance. 
This of course worries Sifo-Dyas, and between the two of them, they know that they can't bring such a matter to the Senate because there are so many senators and corporations that have a financial interest in there being a war, so that bias might actually work against them. Sifo-Dyas continues the conversation. You have read my thoughts, Magister. I have also sensed that the war is imminent. I've confessed as much to Master Yoda and others, but to no avail. They give all appearances of being unconcerned, or preoccupied. I'm no longer sure. Master Dooku as well? Sifo-Dyas sniffed. Unfortunately, Magister, Dooku's recent statements about Republic Discord and our Order's self-righteousness have only added to my concern. Do you remember my mentioning a group of gifted cloners? They are native to an extragalactic world called Kamino. I have on occasion done business with them on behalf of clients who desire cloned creatures or laborers capable of working in harsh environments. The Jedi shook his head in uncertainty. What does this have to do with anything? I believe that the Kaminoans could be induced to grow and train a cloned army. Sifo-Dyas took a long moment to reply. You said yourself that the Republic would never sanction an army. The Republic needn't know. Damask said cautiously. Neither would the Jedi Order have to know. It would be an army that might never have to be used, and yet be available in reserve should need ever arise. Who in the right mind would fund an army that might never be used? I would, Damask said, along with some of my associates in the Blanking Clan, and in conjunction with contacts in Rothana Heavy Engineering, which would supply the ships, armaments, and other material. Sifo-Dyas fixed him with a look. Come to the point, Magister. The Kaminoans will not create an army for me, but they would do so for the Jedi Order. They have been fascinated by the Jedi for millennia. Sifo-Dyas's dark brown eyes widened. You are not proposing cloning Jedi. No. I have been assured that such a thing is impossible. In any case. But I have also been assured that a human army, a million strong, could ready for deployment in as few as ten years. You're suggesting that I circumvent the High Council? I suppose I am. The Kaminoans need only a modest down payment, which I could provide to you through untraceable accounts I maintain in Outer Rim Banks. Again, the Jedi remained silent for a long moment. I need time to consider this. Of course you do, Damask said. And when you've reached a decision, you can contact me. So, there we have it. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Darth Plagueis brilliantly manipulates Sifo-Dyas into creating the clone army under the guise that it's a huge insurance policy for the dangers beginning to come against the Republic. So not only did he give the idea to Sifo-Dyas, but he paid for it. After the army is ordered, Sifo is killed and the mysterious Tyrannus takes over and introduces the inhibitor chips and everything else that makes the army obedient to the Sith. Now I should mention that in the canon novel Dooku Jedi Lost, Star Wars has really been playing up Sifo-Dyas' ability to see Force visions, so I'm guessing that will take a prominent role in his ideas to create the clone army. But I really like what Legends did here. What do you think? Should canon keep the idea that Darth Plagueis directly influences Sifo-Dyas to create the clones? Or should it take a more indirect route through Force visions? What would you like to see in canon? Let me know in the comments below. Hope you enjoyed this video, like it if you haven't already, and I'll see you in the next one. Until then, remember, 
the Force will be with you, always. Always.